0: A non-ordinary life requires a non-ordinary approach. Welcome to Seer's Edge. My name is Juliet Trinka, and I'm here as your guide in living the full adventure and abundance that you came here to live. During my 20 years of practicing as a shaman, I've helped thousands of leaders to unlock their full potential and actualize their vision. What I know is that ritual, leadership, magic, and wealth are intrinsically woven together. This podcast is a discovery of living the full mystery of who you are, while opening to deeper trust in life than you've ever allowed. Learn how you can make your quantum leap with us at GetLifeMastery.com. Welcome, beloved listeners, to The Seer's Edge. Today, I have a very special guest, my husband, John Lulai. This man has been in my life for about 14 years, and because of that, there's a great opportunity for him to give us a perspective on what it's like to be a leader yourself, but also be partnered with a leader, particularly an unconventional one. So today we're gonna just take a look at what the journey has been like for this amazing man as I went from, you know, really my whole rags to riches experience and he was with me every step of the way. Welcome, John
1: Well hello, Juliet. Nice
0: to see you. you. (laughs) (laughs) I wanted to start by asking if there's like a memory or a moment or something from our earlier years together, when you felt worried or upset or uneasy or, or just felt the impact of my financial instability as your partner.
1: That's interesting. Cause I was thinking about this earlier today um, as far as what that moment was. And I would have to say from when you stopped running the yoga um time massage studio and you just said, Yep, gonna do something completely different and I couldn't wrap my head around it. Even to this day, that's still a challenge because there's just so much magic involved with it that I I don't and that's not for me to understand, but I would say that was probably one point. Um obviously the other portions of our relationship that whole divorce thing um
0: yeah so some of our listeners might not know um John and I were married for a number of years and then we got divorced and were then divorced and co-parenting our two children for a few years before I'm just struggling to find the words to even describe what happened but it was it was like a a cataclysmic shift in the universal timeline that actually brought us back together. And now we've been together as, like in my experience, completely different people. Like over those years of divorce, we became totally different people. And now we have a totally different relationship. So there's some context there.
1: It Absolutely. And that's, yeah, something that's super integral to the whole story because I know exactly what it was. And when it happened and how that shifted to this day. You know, I can remember it was like yesterday.
0: When we got back together?
1: Yeah. Like that catalyst. I can almost, if I can remember, almost remember the week that it happened, but I can remember the day and where I was at. And if, uh, you know, if that's of interest, I can certainly share that because that was huge. And this is something that obviously in sharing with uh, our divorce, i had been beginning my journey uh, with sobriety and and working my program and, and coming to find out that hey guess what uh, just because you're sober doesn't mean everybody wants to still hang around and uh, you mm-hmm. know what damage done is you know you have to make amends for that but there's some stuff that people just have to work out and in that first year and even towards right before we got together i'll never forget it because it was just i was at my wits end and I absolutely surrendered and I said a prayer and I said it to just say the higher power God, whatever you'd like to call them. I'm like, please let Juliet find the love of her life. Please let my kids have the best stepfather in the world. That's all I want Mm -hmm. Um, because I'm going to keep working this other angle with the sobriety track. And that's when things for me shifted. Mm -hmm. for me
0: i want to stay on this financial piece and sure sure. that has impacted you there was a an extended period of time both when we were in our first marriage together as well as while we were divorced that i was borrowing money from you yeah what was that like for you
1: so challenging and yeah i had almost completely forgot about that but um Gosh, I, I wasn't even prepared for that that question because, at my core, um, I knew I could see the greatness that you have and that you had at that moment. You know, and there was just I I wasn't able to be there as husband role, boyfriend role, whatever. But I was like, okay, if this is the capacity that I can operate in, it's uncomfortable, certainly. But I believe in what it is that she's doing and, you know, just be a part of it. I I was also not overextending. I mean, luckily I had, you know, a little bit of uh, reserve. So it wasn't like it was an extension of like, geez, you know, I need this back today, you know, or next week. There was a a, a shortened window of like, well, she's always followed through um, on what she said she wanted to get a divorce we got a divorce um (laughs) so why would this be any different ultimately my soul just was like this is this is the right thing to do and and that was it yeah comfortable yeah because i didn't i didn't have what i wanted but i knew that i could be of service and offer something Mm -hmm. in that capacity so
0: yeah that's that's interesting to hear for me, it was complicated, you know? Um, I felt a lot of shame in having to ask because back in those days, it was literally sometimes to cover my rent. Um, So I felt like I wasn't being who I was supposed to be or who I was capable of being, especially for our kids. I say complex, too, because there was this other piece of it which was... um I mean, this was like a theme really in our whole first marriage and, um, was still continuing to be like metabolized and resolved while we were divorced is I just couldn't stand it that you loved me.
1: Well, yeah, I got it. I don't worry. That was, that was, uh, felt.
0: Yeah, no, this but it was in the- it. It just, uh, the part of me that wanted to control, you know, that wants to be in control of everything all the time, had a fit. You know that you, <laughs> e- even when we were divorced, that you continued to show up in support and um, making yourself available in the ways that you could make yourself available. So it's like, in a way, it kind of wore my ego down. You know, into into finally
1: that was the plan. Rendering wearing <laughs> down. <laughs> just completely like how can i
0: well you know, how you can know I what just, i'm talking about i do know weary the part of me down that that wants to uh pretend like i've got to figure it all out on my own or God, prove no. myself you know and God. that i feel like that part of me is so much quieter than that it was at that time but
1: but what you said there too was that you know there there was a lot of shame probably a lot of guilt, a lot of other things around it. And at the end of the day, for me, it was, again, I love this person, past, present, future. I know what the past looks like. I don't know what the future holds, but in this present moment, I've got an opportunity. She is the mother of my children. You know what I mean? Like if if there's something I'm going to be called to do, and if I had to get six extra part-time jobs, it didn't matter because number one, that we're, we're connected for whatever reason. But number two was just that I could see that, and I could see it was just like you carrying this around. And uh, I know it probably didn't help, but I was like, well, maybe I can carry it for for you for a while, which kind of tiptoes into codependency, you know, which hmm. is a whole nother podcast, which would be about 16 hours.
0: It's something that I've heard you say now and then over, The the years that we've been together, like if it means I have to get a part time job, then I'm going to get a part time job. And the funny thing is, like, it's never come to that. Um, Like, never had to get a, a part time job or six part time jobs. But, you know, when I'm thinking about our relationship and our life, which is so phenomenal and so beyond what most people and couples are willing to give to themselves or each other, it's not a function of us being perfect. You know, uh, like that's, that's not what it's about. But I think we both have that, that we are so willing. It's like, look, spirit, what, whatever you put in front of me to do in service to this, I will do. Mm -hmm. And I think that's something that, that people can miss that they will kind of go into a pattern of withholding because of fear. Like, well, what would happen if I had to get six part-time jobs? Like, what would my life even look like? But there's a real power in being like, whatever, dude, I'm available. Like, I'm going to do what it takes. And almost always, you don't even have to do that thing. But it's just like that all in that really makes the difference.
1: Yeah, 100%. Yeah, it's, yeah, to your point, what is this object, this feeling, this persona, or how you want to feel or be or act like, there should be no questions left on the table of what there is, you know, within legal bounds that you're willing to do for it. Uh, because that's it, man. Like, the more time you spend, or any time that you're spending thinking, about, gosh, well, I'd have to do this. I'd have to get a job. I'd have to do this. I'd have to, you're wasting time on taking those actions. For myself, again, for myself, it's like, well, let's just take the actions, take that next right action. Um, and is it worth it? Is it going to suck? Maybe. Might be best experience of, of my life. But again, I just knew that my life was in, in my head, heart, and soul to be with you. And that admittance earlier on was, was hard, but that also brought me closer into my realization of, wow, okay, I still got to take the next right action, do the next right thing, and, and whatever that looks like. Um, be supportive and, and you know, cause their are babies are there too. And they've got a yeah. really good mom and you know,
0: Oh, thank you. It's pretty cute. So, so uh, do you have a memory of a moment where you were like, she's actually going to do this. Oh, are like, yes. she's doing it.
1: Absolutely. Cause I was thinking about this as well. And here's the day that it happened because this kicked me in the butt, like in a big way, like, Wow. Okay, right. this this has got some teeth. It's got some legs in it. It was when we were talking about cuz I had a student loan that I put on a payment plan for 700 years at, you know, <laughs> like $100 a month, but I got the interest rate down to like 1. So, anyways, point being is that I remember we were in the kitchen and you were set up at the table and I was walking in our our huge spacious galley kitchen where you would run into each other <laughs> and <laughs> and, uh, and I was talking about I'm looking at my student loan bill and I'm looking at it and I'm, I, I, I'm like, you know, uh, I sure like to get this taken care of someday. And then you looked at it and you said, well, let's just pay it off. And I'm like, well, no problem. Yeah, let's just do that. And you're like, how much is it? And uh, and I told you and you then will the money and I paid it off. And that like I expanded in gratitude. But I retracted as, um, oh shit, what does this mean? You know, like that's where my mind ran to the end, like, oh no, I, I'm not him I can't even pay off my student loan. What am I gonna do? Well, you know, oh my God, uh, what if she's the sole provider? You know, it just, but again, that was a very small thought, but that was the moment that it was like, oh, well, we'll just do this then. And you did it, and that stuff keeps showing up. So it's like, okay, you know, but that was the moment. When you just, when we wiped out mm-hmm. 20 years of, you know, education that was, you know, not <laughs> being utilized, <laughs> I should say, you know, but. It um, is. It is. It is. It absolutely that's, is. And that's
0: so interesting. Like, I, I actually forgot about that. I'm, I'm so yeah. glad that you brought it up. Because for me, I think the moment.
1: Like, There's another one too. There's another one as well, but that was the big one.
0: Yeah. Well, I'll, I'll share this and then I want to hear your other one. Um, cause I've had many moments of excitement and celebration, those moments where it like really anchors in, you know? Um, and I think for me, it, it wasn't really until we were in the process of buying this amazing home that we have here in Sedona and our mortgage broker just asked like in a really nonchalant way, if we wanted to even have you on the mortgage because we didn't really need to have you on there. We did not need the income to yeah. be able to buy the home. And that was such a moment for me, not because I didn't want you to be on the mortgage, but it, it was just like that part of me that had felt so ashamed to ask for help, to lean on you, to not be able to make ends meet for so many years was finally like, hey, I'm contributing in a real way. I can do this. I can show up financially in this relationship. And it just, it really, really felt amazing.
1: Yeah. That would be my point too. Because I remember talking about that and we were going through all these beautiful homes and stuff. And early in the process, you're like, well, you know, the universe is just going to do this. And I "I don't think you remember this. And I'm like, I don't disagree. However, the mortgage lender is going to ask for (laughs) someone other than we can't put universe and then like no address um so the day that we were getting closer to this and it started to kind of fall into place there was this you know and i'm like oh, you know how is this and you're like well, i have 130 thousand dollars in my account uh for this house saving. i'm like w- w- what you know like i i haven't had that much you know like i just it it didn't seem real Mm-hmm. because again, that mind, my mind uh, can also traverse back to when it was, you know, that divorce stage where I was loaning it and, but it it felt full circle because it was like, I believed in her then. So obviously now here's more, you know, the world I work in, is like data and stats and metrics and blah, blah, blah. But it's like, you did it here. And then, wow, look, it, it kind of came full circle because it's now there and she's kind of taken the lead on this. John, you might not be necessary. That was was a little bit, but an ego thing. Like at first I was like, yeah. And then I'm like, well, but you know, and then, you know, but that was, that was another uh, hurdle for myself in this process. But
0: yeah. Yeah. And like, I know that we have like at least five more podcast episodes, but I mean,
1: I have to check with my agent.
0: <laughs> I just know that at least, and I, I would love to hear from our listeners what they'd love to hear us explore, 100%. but I mean, for sure, I want to have a whole space where we can go into your, well, both of our experience, but especially your experience, um, because there are so many stereotypes that are there for men in terms of their masculinity, their value in the relationship, what it means to be a provider and a contributor.
1: Mm-hmm. Uh,
0: and I just think that's it's so so, so important to have open dialogue about that. There's also the the really juicy contrast of you being a person who values financial security and me being a person who values financial growth, which it, it for me is kind of synonymous with risk, you know? Um,
1: I would say solely based. On yeah. this. But I mean if you want to so not,
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: That's a whole nother so, hour. Um and then just I one other one is an hour of just what I've went through not to hear my own self, myself talk but supporting a woman who has a passion that isn't conventional where you're just like this I don't get it, you know, um and and, and getting your head kind of around that and you know, ultimately coming down, coming back to, I believe in this person and whatever it is they're going to do. Um, I support them. You know, and that's a pretty yeah, vulnerable well, thing to it, put out there. Like, I
0: really know. Normal. And, and like what I'm becoming aware of, even just as we're talking is that you are like, or have been kind of a, an unconscious manifester, like a massive manifester, but not necessarily doing it on purpose right because the one of the core tenets you could say of manifestation is what you believe to be true has to become true it has to reality has to reflect what you really believe and your belief in me that i could do this even when there was like scant if any evidence is part of what has created this
1: yeah, 100% yeah 100% uh it was Yeah, I mean, then my mind just started automatically, like throwing up on itself because it's like (laughs) this is exactly what it is. Um, It's that belief in the unknown, and I had to really dig down deep and and address those things that I felt were putting myself out there. You know, like again, like you said, like what is that? How does that impact my masculinity? How does it impact like how others view me? It's just like when I switch from eating meat to being vegetarian, you know, like, oh boy. you. It, it, and at the end, it's all both um, because here's what I know is that all of the support and anything I can offer to you um, comes back um, through seeing you succeed. Um, and not that I'm second fiddle or anything like that, but mm-hmm. I, I, I know that anything that I'm doing that you Know because I have been known um, to put up some blockers again when you mentioned financial security, y- you know, and that's a part that I'm working on. Again, I get pleasantly surprised every time I'm wrong. I love being wrong on that part. You're like, oh, hey, did this and this, and I'm like,
0: mm-hmm.
1: I'll shut up. That's just huge, and I can't. I think that's another hour right there, um, mm-hmm. you know, because. Instead of always looking, obviously, in my journey in sobriety and coming up on almost a decade. Um, thank you, everyone. Um, yes, I appreciate it. It's taught me that I get more out of being of service, whether it's to my friends, my family, um, program, anybody, guy on the street. I get more out of that than, than what they're giving to me. Um, it's not about any of that. If I can support you and I see that joy and just that that feeling of, hey, look at what I did and it did this, you know, that to me is is worth more than money. Same with our yeah. kids.
0: Well, and that's also in your human design. It has to be something. Else. Yet a, yet another podcast episode, but like that you have this amazing capacity to guide, right? But not to guide necessarily in a conventional way. But at least in my experience, like, because I, if you tried to tell me what to do, it just wouldn't work. It doesn't work either way when we try to tell each other what to do. But
1: I will are- say I'm a little more open to suggestion. Uh, <laughs> no.
0: But I mean, your be- your unwavering, uncompromising faith is a form of guidance. And that's not just something that you offer to me. That's something that you offer to our kids. It's something that you offer to all the people that you no, and and it's genuine. It's an incredible gift to be yeah. on the receiving end of that.
1: It is, and it's something I'm super grateful um, for. But you know, trying to put that on a LinkedIn job search, if you're looking for a different career, you know, it's kind of a challenge. But
0: well, maybe you should try it.
1: <laughs> I might. Um, if somebody asks, somebody asks, like, "What's your perfect idea? What's your job? What do you feel is your purpose? Where are you at?" Blah blah blah. And like, honestly, if there was a way, uh, because I love doing this, seeing and harvesting the greatness in others and supporting them and not just toddling or Pollyannic type of things because that wasn't how I got to be where I'm at in once I decided to get sober. I mean, there's definitely some hard things in there, but the one thing that uh, never fell to the wayside is that support and then... Mm-hmm. You know, and it's same for me. Like I always get more out of working with someone in any capacity. And that's kind of a, a mm-hmm. little, and I know you hate this terminology, but this is what it is. It's selfish and self-centered. But as I've mentioned in the past, um, it's the best form of it. It's the best thing that's ever happened to me because I had 30 years of where it was not.
0: What's the, the, the right best way. thing? I got lost there.
1: Oh, the selfish and self-centered attitude I take when I want to be of service.
0: Uh-huh, yeah.
1: That's what I'm saying, and, and to see the greatness in others and, and harvest that, that's for clarification. mm
0: mm-hmm. If you could share a piece of wisdom with John from maybe 12 years ago, like mm-hmm. years in, the dance with this crazy woman what would you tell him
1: listen and and see where there's an opportunity to ask for feedback or ask if i should just be a sounding board that's probably one of the better things that has helped me in our relationship is determining you know is this truly something that i'm being looked at to fix or is she just venting um but also go deeper within yourself and 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 again work outside of work along with this person on these dreams aspirations and i know it's awkward and uncomfortable but get out of that space get out of what you think you know that has been your life up till then um you know hindsight's 2020 20. there's so many other things um mm-hmm. but i would just say try and 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 be of service to the immediate needs to what Is happening in the present don't get too far ahead of things and don't pull up things from the past what is it that you can do for her or for yourself or anybody in this moment i think i got caught up way long time ago about what i thought this life should look like what you should look like what i should be able to do and as you can remember
0: that that didn't work so well and what about now like if you just drop into this life that we're living now, the kind of relationship that we have now, the kind of abundance that we have now. If I phrased it this way, what most people think about money is blank, but the truth is blank.
1: Now I might need some redirection here. Are you Sorry, referring to but, what yeah, I would say but, to myself now? Or- no,
0: what, what you would say to anybody. So I'm asking you if there's a distinction that you see. Between how most people operate around money, around abundance, around time, and the truth that you know now.
1: Oh, um, that it's all out there. Like, it is literally, there's an abundance on top of an abundance. And I don't even know how to put that into words. But Mm -hmm. whatever you think the greatest thing is that you can ever imagine, well, double that, triple it. Because that's truly, if you go outside of where you're living, that's what's going on. For me, in partnership with you, that's what I'm learning. Because remember, I came small, retracted life. You you get a job and you get a good job and they got good benefits and then you die. And mm-hmm. then to be happy somewhere in there, but not too much. It has just opened my eyes in a way that I don't know how to, and I don't mean to be physical, but you would literally, I would feel the same thing if I was punched in the face. Um, Because <laughs> all these thoughts that I had about this are bullshit. And again, sorry for the language, but they are, especially this last, even this last weekend that we experienced. And there's always plenty to go around. Um, You know what I mean? Like if Hmm. there's abundance. Exactly. The only limit that I have is the one that I'm going to put on myself um, or you. That's the worst case is I can own my own limiting of my desires, needs, wants, but if I start carrying that over to you, then that's, toxic then that is so talking to myself now is that i have to stay still maintain consciousness around that like okay is this you feeling this way or is this truly a concern of you concerned about juliet or is it just you want an answer so that you feel better you know right. like
0: scarcity yeah and yeah.
1: i feel like if i come up with this powerpoint and all these graphs and charts like oh this will make it that'll this will make sense truth is none of it makes sense there's more than anyone can ever imagine out there, and it's a matter of connecting to it. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, what 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 you envision is what shows up. Thank you. You're welcome. And I'm not saying it's, I'm not at a point in a time, which I've shared with you, where that's hedging right up against, um, you know, knowing this and these slow little things kind of just reaching out from under the bed and just kind of like trying to grab my pants or something like hey but you don't forget about this time when you were scared about this well 99 percent of the bad things that happened in my head have never happened in my life so it's embracing this unknown mm-hmm. and trusting something that's that's bigger than myself because it, it it works but it's only been every time um yeah that i do that yeah i
0: mean yeah. hmm. Amazing. I'm so happy that you said yes to this.
1: I think it's even more powerful because it also allows me to connect with you on a, a another level inside your professional business because of the fact that believing in what you do is is something that I'm obviously very passionate about. But to be a part of it, again, that just goes back to like, I just want to be a part of it. I don't even have to take center stage. Even though you say that I like to do that, I've been working on it.
0: Well, it's it's, it's not a bad thing.
1: No, but just getting to be a part of it is like, it jacks me up. And I told you, I'm on video and camera all day, every day uh, for my current job. And I'm primping and prepping more than I have for, I'll say my senior high school pictures for this little meeting where it's just currently you and I because it's it's so important to me to bring value to to be of service you know when asked you just say yes and then you figure it out along the way and again I know you're probably way more chill about this but I'm like oh god I don't want to say something stupid
0: Mm -hmm. so yeah I mean I I think if I was going to um give a a theme or a name to this episode. It would be what is possible inside of a marriage when you are in devotion to something that matters.
1: I think that's a solid mm-hmm. title for this because it, for me, when you asked, you know, I've got volumes of internal books that I've written with a feather in my brain. And, uh, there's a lot that I've picked up and just so much, there's probably more volumes on what I, what I know now than what I thought I knew. Mm-hmm. You know, like that's where it's, my growth yeah, has been. That'll it's like, be I don't know anything.
0: Great for next <laughs> yeah, time.
1: Absolutely.
0: We could say goodbye for now. And luckily you and I are only a few feet away from each other, but thank you so much for being my guest on the show and giving your insight your experience and your wisdom yeah
1: and you're welcome thank you i appreciate uh you asking me and i am actually very curious to hear what questions people have because again i can't say i have any answers but i do preface a lot of things with i can tell you what not to do that's just been more helpful so thank you so much
0: thank you i'll see you soon